Welcome to Midwest Mind Mail with your hosts, Josh and Jason. What's up, Josh? Not much, man. How you doing? Not too bad in yourself. Uh, I'm here. I'm living. I'm thriving. Let's talk. Anything big happen this week? No, not really. I mean, if you're an NFL fan, you saw a nice little fight happen. Oh, you saw that? Thursday Night Football? I saw the highlight. Browns and Steelers, man. <laughs> yeah. What'd you think about that? Well, um, you know, it's a rough sport, so rough things happen. So I I don't think too much about it, but apparently it's getting big news. A lot of people have some strong opinions about it. Um, what about you, man? What'd you think? I don't know. I'm a Steelers fan, so it's kind of hard to uh to uh, really justify um, not not seeing how Mason Rudolph was innocent. But I mean, at the end of the day, when I think about it, I guess like there, there there's been a lot of like comp like uh, justif- justification like photos and memes out there trying to explain what happened and how it occurred. Right. And they're saying that Mason Rudolph kicked Miles Garrett um, in the balls, which. Actually, I don't think that was the case. If you watch, if you watch the replay in slow motion, it looks like he just went down and he and he brought his leg up to try and keep Miles Garrett from from like getting right, like laying on him. So I don't think he intentionally kicked him. I know that Mason Rudolph grabbed his helmet, which I probably would have done too. I was pre- I would have been pretty pissed too, right? Because the play was far from was far over, and he still proceeded to take him to the ground. I mean, right? And he he seemed a little frustrated from the late hit. Exactly. It, it was and obviously a pre- it was a pretty good hit, and it was but it was late. Exactly, and uh, I think I think Miles Garrett took it a, a step further when he when he clocked Mason sure. Rudolph with a helmet. I mean, sure, but you know, like I said, man, it's a rough sport. Rough things happen. Now, oh. <laughs> Sorry guys, that was my that was my fart sign. Yeah, it's a new addition to the studio, so yeah. enjoy. Um, no, we uh, I uh, when I was watching it, I was like, man, I was like, that's 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 freaking crazy. But um, I kind of wish it was that NFL kind of had the same rules as hockey. You right. just take your helmet off and just go at it till somebody falls down and call it good, you know? Oh, exactly. Because I mean, that's a lot of testosterone out on the field. But what didn't make any sense to me was how how the Browns, how Miles Garrett decided that he was going to take that to the next level when they were already winning. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he was so frustrated about unless it was Mason Rudolph pulling his helmet, pulling on his helmet, which I, I didn't think that that, that that was necessary, but I think that definitely the actions of Miles Garrett far exceeded what uh, Mason, anything Mason Rudolph had done at that point. Absolutely. I mean, in a civilized society like we live in, we, we look at acts like that and we, we try and dissect them and we try and, you know, figure it out. When it really comes down to just, it's simplistic. Both those guys didn't think they did anything wrong. Yeah. And, you know, um, tempers flew. And, you know, actions happened. Yep. And now I just I don't think it's worth the media coverage that it's getting. I really don't. I, I think I think we got bigger fish to I, fry. I think the memes are hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. And the, the memes are awesome. But like, I don't think, um, you know, fucking some media personnel or, you know, sports center really yeah. needs to figure out, you know, like what happened. Yeah, we all know what happened. Well, exactly. You know, it happens all the time. Let's and... just make some jokes and let's move on. Exactly. It was it was definitely it was definitely fun to watch it, though, for 100 yeah, percent. Like, but um, it's kind of crazy because like you don't see that kind of stuff in college ball. You'll see people get in each other's faces, but I've never seen like an actual brawl. I think the last time was that I seen something even close to that was the Raiders Broncos game with Michael Crabtree, and oh, I forget who else was involved in that, but a couple fists got thrown in that one too. But that got broke up pretty quick. This one, I mean, you had two linemen take take Miles Garrett down and, and start going at him. I mean, right? You know, and 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 it sucks because like. Football is a very, very, very hot-headed sport. Like it's very, especially when you're down like that and you're losing to probably one of the worst, one of the known worst teams in the NFL, and you're just there's there's no recovering from that, you know. Eight. And it, eight seconds left in the game. That was it. They, I mean, uh, 
I mean, but like at the same time, you know, I'm sure you've seen videos because I know I have of like fans fighting in the stand. Mm-hmm. You ever seen videos like that? I mean, some of those fights get pretty crazy. And actually, some of the worst ones are Kansas City fans, dude. Yeah, I, I've. I've heard that. I've heard uh, Red Sox fans, you know, for for baseball are yep. pretty uh, pretty out there too. Yep. I tell you what, though, if if they if if they if they had the same rules as hockey and just let them go at it, man, it'd be a much better sport. Well, I think it'd be a better society if we had some type of outlet for that. You know, sometimes yeah. sometimes people just need to fight. Now, unfortunately, sometimes fights can lead to you know death, but for the most part, yeah, I think you know just getting that anger out can help. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we don't need to you know tack on charges and have court dates and all this bullshit. Well, I think I think Miles Garrett's looking at, at an indefinite suspension for the rest of the season, which yeah. kind of sucks. Right. But I mean, you you dig your grave, you know, you lay in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, the NFL's getting pressured that team specifically exactly you know, to, to do something. You you got to do something, and it's like, you know, um, you do what you got to do. You guys are the ones that are writing the checks. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just my personal opinion. It's like, you know, it's just two guys that got angry. They're playing a physical game. It happens. Yep. Um, I think probably my favorite part of that whole video was watching the coaches, Mike Tomlin, and I don't know, I don't remember the coach's name of the Browns because I really don't care, but um, they're just standing there and they're kind of like, what the fuck just happened? Like, do, like, do the Browns even know the name of the coach? <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't think they do. I, I really don't. I mean, does which, anybody which give a shit? Because the Browns had a really good game. OBJ had a really great game. He had some really great catches. And so did uh, Jarvis Landry. It was just, it, it was just a bad, a bad spot, man. And it was just, especially defensive players. You know, they they get that. I was a defensive player when I played football. And I mean, it, it happens, right? And you know, just a little bit ago, you compared some of these, uh, you know, like in the NFL to like college levels uh, athletes. And what is it about you know professional sports that you see a lot of these athletes act out? And uh, I have my own theory, but I'm interested to hear what you got to say. So here's the thing, and this is one reason why I actually prefer to watch college ball. Um, I've gotten more into it as as the NFL's kind of gotten a little more wimpy with their with their safety regulations and things like that, but. Um, college college players are trying. They want it. They want to. They want to go professional. So they're out there. They're actually busting their ass. They're trying to make plays. Unless you're Nebraska, and then whatever. But um, <laughs> uh, I mean, if you watch if you watch Ohio State play, if you watch Wisconsin play, I mean, Alabama, Clemson. I mean, these teams are just freaking good. It's so much. It's more enjoyable to watch a college game now, right now, than it is to watch professional football. And I think part of that is once they hit that professional level, especially if they're a starter. You know, they're like, well, I'm getting paid. I mean, you know, they just they just got to, you know, play by the rules, you know. And uh, I think that that honestly is is the biggest comparison is is these these NFL players, man. They they don't they don't care. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of people for the longest time, even when I was a kid, I remember hearing people say I would rather watch college football than the yep. NFL. And yeah, and my theory is is that big business kind of ruins the sport. You yeah, know? absolutely. When you're in college, you're you still got the love for the game. I, I do believe college, you know, obviously the, the training for it is much more serious than high school yep. or, or peewee football or, you know, any type of football you're going to play. However, you still have that end goal. You have you have a mountain, you know, to look at that you want to climb. You want to get to the pros. You exactly. want to make the big bucks. Exactly. And, and w- once you get there, it's kind of like, well, well and the, then the struggle. Well, and then and then it's kind of like, yeah, the struggle's gone. And then when when you see things like like the stunt that Le'Veon Bell pulled two years ago, and then Antonio Brown this past season, like you know, there, there's people that are in it for the love of the game still as a professional. A good one would be uh, a good example would be like T.J. Watt. Absolutely. You know, he's a big advocate for charity. He's a big, you know, big person. He's back to the community a lot. And same with like Juju Smith-Schuster. 
Um, these guys, there's people like that. And then you get the, the hot, you know, the guys like Antonio Brown, who were all about the money and, you know, it comes down to another, it just comes down to the fact that, that you can tell those players apart. Right. And there's an attitude that comes with that as well. Right. And, um, my, I'd say my biggest, the biggest person that I would say probably had the biggest love for the game was probably Brett Favre through my childhood. Because Brett Favre, dude, he didn't care who he played for. He just wanted to play. Right. You know, and the only reason he retired was because he told me if he got one more concussion, he would be he would suffer permanent brain damage. Yeah. And so he had no choice. But Brett Favre loved playing the game. Right. And, you know, you know I, I never was a huge fan of Brett Favre, but I could tell. Like, even when I was a little kid and I'd watch him play, he always kind of had, like, this, this fatherly yeah, kind exactly. of, like, a, you know, aura out there on the field. Yep. And, like, you know, he was just, he was a different kind of player. You know, there wasn't too many too many guys like that. Uh, so yeah, a lot of guys had respect for him. Yep, it's uh, it's definitely changed. The game's changed a lot. Um, how do you feel about this thing that they're that they're doing now, where uh, they're talking about paying college athletes? You think that'll change the game at all? Of course, I think it'll definitely change the game. We just sat here and talked about how the big business, how the big money, kind of kills a lot of drive. It, it kind of it changes things. Well, I mean, I look at. I mean, do, do do universities have the money to pay college athletes? Absolutely. But the thing that a lot of people need to realize, and that not even just a lot of people, but let me ask you this. If they decide to start paying college athletes, do you think they should lose their scholarship? If they're playing on a scholarship? I honestly am not educated enough to really give a straight answer. I I would think a lot of people would say yes would say yes, that they should lose their scholarship because now they'll have enough money to pay for their college education. Now caveat onto that though who says that they're that they're that they're uh what they're gonna make is even close to what professionals are making right you know we we don't know the details on it all, all we know is is that a lot of this because i remember people talking about this even yeah. when i was a kid so you're talking like um maybe like 2003 i remember people talking about it when i was like 10 years old yeah and uh it wasn't in the news like it is now, mm-hmm. but the reason is is because yes, obviously, um, colleges like teams have used uh, and sold merchandise with names on it. Yep, and you know all that money it doesn't go back to the player; it goes to the to the goes, university, yep. to the program, whatever, to the boosters. You know, whatever the the chain of command is, I don't know. But um, yeah, so like when you bring in that argument, it's like, well, then why shouldn't these guys get paid? Yeah, I mean, if you look at so so they say that that uh, Nebraska. Has probably the biggest set set of fans of any state team. Really, like even compared to like Michigan. Yep. So Nebraska has sold out their their stadium. I think it's like three hundred and some odd games straight. Yeah, they I, sell I, out. I, I definitely every... know the streak. Is that the longest in the nation? Yes. Okay. And that's why, because honestly, if if you guys have never been to Nebraska and don't know anything about Nebraska, which I didn't before I moved here, there's nothing here. All we have is the Cornhuskers. So that's why their fan base is so loyal, why their fan base is so huge. And like when you think of like the cost have you have you ever priced Husker tickets? Yeah, I've been to a few games. So you think about how many there's what, like eighty thousand seats in, in Memorial Stadium, something Give like that. Or take, yeah. So you gotta you gotta you gotta think about how much money they're making per game just on tickets alone. Oh, yeah. That doesn't include concessions, that doesn't include renting the skyboxes. It doesn't include the, the merchandise. Yeah. So when you when you when you start adding all that up, I mean, you figure one home game is probably raking in ten to fifteen million dollars, give or take. It's definitely raking in a lot of money. Yeah. So, I I mean, does does the university have the opportunity to pay those people? Yeah. 
And here's my and here's my here's my thought on this. If you even if it's not that much, if you give them a stipend, if you're if if the athletes are getting a stipend, even if they're making twelve hundred twelve hundred a month mm-hmm. to play football, you know, and they keep their scholarship, and it's only the starters that are getting paid, people are going to start playing harder. They're going to start working harder. So just to get it straight, you are for them getting paid. I'm not saying that that it's a bad idea. Um, today when I was training at my, my second job there at Walmart, mm-hmm. I met uh, a, a college student who is a tennis player at Midland who's on, who's there on a scholarship. And we also know, obviously, um, our sponsor, the, the girl that we sponsored for wrestling, she also is there on a partial scholarship at Midland. I'm telling you this right now. She better win. Yeah. She so, better um, win. it, to see them still struggle to still pay bills. Cause he, cause he told me he, cause he works at Walmart part time. And I said, I said, I said, so you don't live on campus. And you know what he told me? Hmm. He goes, no, because if I lived on campus, I would have to apply for more financial aid or more student loans to cover my dorm. He goes, I work part time and live off campus with roommates to avoid adding more debt. Right. And I know that at a lot of universities, because Midland's a very small university. Yeah, absolutely. At a lot of universities, I heard like, you know, like your first two years or something, you don't even have that option to live off campus. You have to live in the dorms. University of Arizona is that win, so is Arizona State as far yeah, as I know. And I think a lot of colleges yeah. are like that. So um, um, I know for with Midland, if you live within a certain radius, then you don't have to live on campus. Right. Um, But that just, with that alone, like... And and we'll and we'll eventually get one of them get one of them in here to talk about it. I, I, I'm really interested to hear, um, especially from a college athlete, like the like the struggle of of that from from the college level. But I think if they even if they were just receiving any kind of stipend, whether it be a thousand dollars, whether it be five hundred dollars, anything to help them with what they're doing, because he was telling me, you know, he's he 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 comes in there, he's like, I'm so tired, and I was like, well, what's going on, man? And he's like, he's like, well, I work part time and. And I go to school full time and I'm a, I'm an athlete. And I was like, oh, wow. So, I, you know, really nice kid, really nice kid. But like to see him struggle, man, he's just it's not fair. And I know I know Bernie's like Bernie Sanders, not to get into politics or anything, wants to relieve student debt, mm-hmm. which, you know, yes, it's a great idea. But that money's got to come from somewhere. We're not going to talk about that. But when you see it firsthand, it kind of changes your perspective on things a little bit. Yeah, sure. And I feel like that definitely it's something that could possibly be a good thing for the students because it would eliminate, it would help eliminate some of that student debt, you know, especially if they're going to school on, 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 on a like partial scholarships, not full rides. Right. You know, or if they're a walk on athlete where they're paying out of pocket for their schooling and then they're, they're playing sports as well. That's gotta be even worse, man. Right. Cause you don't really have time to work. No, what this all tells me is that, colleges uh universities are a bunch of fucking crooks i mean it's a big business brings in a lot of money i mean we talked about the sports program how many you know uh, just at at the gate you know ticket sales that they're getting plus the merchandise plus the concessions and that's just one aspect of it exactly that's just the sports program that doesn't include drama band things of those nature yeah i know i think a lot of their programs lose money but like yeah just tuition Yep. How much you know tuition it costs, and how many students they enroll every year. I mean, yeah, they're bringing they're bringing in a lot of money. Um, yeah, especially some of these uh, some of these universities. Um, I think Midland it's like two hundred dollars per credit hour. Right. That's fucking expensive, dude. Isn't there like universities too that get like um, maybe like some money from the state or like the city yep. that they're in? I mean, to me that that's just insane. You know, um, and. A lot of these universities, obviously, you know, they're, they're teaching kids that corporate America's bad, but yet 
like they're kind of running a corporate. <laughs> so, so would you say that university that, that that universities rely on capitalism to succeed? Of course they do. So why wouldn't they? And and it's crazy because it's just it, it's such a multi billion dollar industry. Like that has to be. Like we talk about we talk about uh, big pharma in the in the medical industry, you know, right? And how much money they rake in, like, and that's why you know. I mean, we'll talk about, you know, we can we can talk about insulin costs all day, you know, and that's probably the biggest thing spread in the nation right now where where uh, health is concerned. But um, nobody really sits to think about college and people push college. Right. Well, no, I I disagree. I think there's a lot of people out there talking about it. I mean, the whole conversation with erasing uh, student debt centers around that. It's just that why do universities need this much money? They don't need this much money. I mean... I mean, you've been to Memorial Stadium. Absolutely. Many times. Takes, takes a lot of upkeep. Takes a ton of upkeep year round. Exactly. And that's the crazy thing is is when you start putting in cost of all that, cost of equipment, cost of repairs. Uh, I mean, it makes sense why they need that much money. Right. And, you know, if you've ever been in Memorial Stadium, it's not just a football field. They got weightlifting. Uh, they got a whole uh, section where the Huskers hang out because my brother, he's done caterings there. Yep. And um, it, it's like a little big i mean it's a big facility on its own yep and and it's 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 got a lot of offices i mean it's a and i'm and i would be i mean i think it would be very naive for me to think that other stadiums aren't like that absolutely and i mean especially the big universities i mean obviously here here in fremont we have midland midland is a you is it technically university but it's a private it's more of a private university right and so no they don't have a stadium they have what looks like a high school football field yeah, I, I was watching one of their football games, and it was actually close to the YMCA here yep. in town. It's so. right next to the YMCA, actually. Yeah, so I, I that's not even on campus. No, so that kind of gives you an idea of, like, um, Eastern Arizona College and Thatcher, Arizona is the same way. Um, in fact, when we played Thatcher High School, they played at EAC's field because it was a nicer field. But it was very calm, very similar to a high school football field. And so, yes, are, are, are the big universities like huge for money absolutely but then you have the small ones that just aren't well then who knows if they want to be or if they can be i mean that's the yeah. thing. it's just they're not on that level now Mid- and- now midland's got some nice facilities if you've ever been there they have they have some really nice facilities i've heard that but um yeah they definitely don't have a dome they don't have a, a stadium well it's a small school they can't afford it but yeah it's uh what do you think the repercussions would be if they started paying college athletes? I, I honestly think it would just turn into a, a mini NFL. I mean, here's the thing. A, a lot of sports programs don't make money. Like you're talking like uh, most sports programs, actually, I've heard that they lose money. Really? Yeah. It actually costs more to pay the coach, uh, maintain, you know, the, the travel fees and uh, I believe the, it. like all the facilities that they use and take advantage of. Than they're actually bringing in at the gate because I mean even when you're talking NFL, they don't make most of their money at the gate with ticket sales, they make it with merchandise. Yep. And so, yeah, I I think it would kind of destroy the the game a little bit. Honestly, like I, I'm I'm simple. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Oh no, a hundred percent. And that's that's a good way to look at it too. And I I, I think about it the, when I when I read that for the first time, I was like, what are you kidding me? Mm. I'm like, these kids are, most of them are there on scholarships. Most. And I say most because there's some that aren't. But they're getting their school paid for and they're making money. Right. Like, I thought part of them playing for that school was 
getting part, their part, part of that payment. Yeah, part, yeah. part of that payment I mean, was that's, that's kind of payment on its own. I mean, that's a big privilege exactly to be able to play, especially um, when you're playing for, school for like that for schools like Nebraska or Ohio State or Iowa or yeah. Clemson even that that is an honor in itself in my opinion and the thing is I think it will just open up a can of worms because what if the football players you know because football is one of those programs that brings in a lot of money yeah it's a big money maker people love to watch it it's a good spectator sport yeah it draws in a lot of um of people who aren't even interested in sports that they like going to the games or they like watching it because their their uh, husband you know likes to watch it or their their boyfriend so I mean but it's just going to open up a can of worms because football players are going to be getting paid. So what's to stop like a volleyball player being like, well, I'm not making near as much, you know, as uh, Mr. Cam Newton here, you know, when he was back in college. Yeah. And it's like, then I think it could, you know, get into territory like, well, it's sexist. Why, why are we not? Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's one of those things. Let's just not go down that road. Yeah. You got a good point. Um, I mean, it's just going to give, it's just going to, Right, because then you're gonna have baseball players. Well, why am I? Why not are they make, making yeah, more? Yeah, yeah. Why am I not making as much as the basketball team? You know, yep. like uh, shit like that. Yep. And then you're gonna have to explain to them. Well, listen, because you don't bring in as much money, and we saw how this went with this last World Cup. You know, the U.S. Yep. women's complaining. Uh, the, yeah, the U.S. women they were complaining that they weren't making as much money as their male counterparts. But it's like, listen, I know you guys don't like to hear this, but male soccer brings in more money than female soccer. And actually, you guys are getting a higher percentage than your male counterparts. It just it doesn't equal as much money individually. Yeah. So, I mean, I think to avoid a lot of this conversation, let's just not go down that road with college athletes. That's a good point. That's a really good point. I also, I, I think also if they if they start paying the college athletes, the ones that are already playing aren't going to try as hard. No. You know, because they think, well, I'm already getting a paycheck. And I think I think that there's that there will still be those it, ones that it, do. It could go both ways. Yeah, on, yeah. On that, you know, and that's all up to individuals. Like we just discussed, there's individuals in the NFL who still play their heart out. Oh yeah, and they still have a love for the game, you know. And then of course you have the bad, the bad apples and the bad examples where they stop trying. So so now I don't know if you know much about college recruiting, but how do you think that that would affect the, the recruiting? for colleges at that point well you're right i don't know a whole lot about it it's not my field of expertise well it's not mine either but however i mean obviously if you're offering money i think you know you you have a chance of getting more recruits or you know more people trying harder but okay so let's say this let's say let's say you have the same same player lobbying for clemson ohio state nebraska okay okay now nebraska being kind of a subpar team right now but offering more money, right? Than the other two. Do you think that that would change the recruiting game at all? Oh, absolutely. Now you're kind of bringing in a a, a capitalist mindset. You know, if if I can offer more money to the better players, you get a five star recruit. Yeah, then we could turn this program around. But it's like that's going to open up another can of worms. But then where because do you, it's going to be? Yeah, where do you draw the line? Yep. You know, because like one year I'm getting offered five million. You know, the next year. This other school's like, guess what? We're gonna dig deep in our pockets and we're gonna offer this player ten million. Yep. You know, it's and just and then and then you're not gonna have that consistency in your teams. You're not gonna have. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it could go. It can go a million it, different yeah, directions. It's just a There's... big shotgun, and it's like, why? Why do you want to fucking play this game? Yeah, exactly. And that's all it is. It's a game. It's, it's it's it is a game. It's a money game, and it is, and it's it's too bad because sports. I think they're a big part of our culture they're a big part of the the, the human spirit the human struggle we love sports but yet you got a lot of people 
and these these universities and you also got big businessmen sure this is the ugly side of capitalism but yeah we're we take advantage of that and we try to get money from that yeah exactly it's and, it's, and it's, and it's almost like exploiting all... for every little cent they can get right well i mean and, and it's awesome at first you know the nfl was great entertain it's been great entertainment for decades yep but now yeah we're running into a lot of problems we're, yeah. we're running into a lot of questions that have not been asked and haven't been answered and i think i think honestly if it's if if we start paying college athletes, the, the NFL is going to change a lot. Right. And well, when are we going to start paying high school athletes? Exactly. I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> where do we start drawing the line? Pee wee athletes next. You know, exactly. it's like now here in Nebraska, you know, our high school football, you know, it, it's like most other states this size. It's the same, you know, competitive level. However, when you look at like, you know, states like Texas. Oh, yeah. Like even like a big state like California. I mean, high school football, especially in Texas, West Texas specifically, you know, Friday Night Lights made that famous. But yeah, it's taken ser- very seriously. Yeah. Especially in Texas. And so um, you get a lot of, um, you know, top level teams. You, you get a lot of top level athletes coming out of Texas because they got great schools with great programs. Yep. Why shouldn't they get paid? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're all putting the work in at right. the end of the day, you know, and I don't know, man. I It just it just interests me, man. And, and I keep seeing it pop up a little bit here and there on my feed. It's kind of gone away a little while, but for a while, but it pops up every now and again. Every time I it pops up, I keep thinking about it. And I'm like, I don't know if we need to do this. I don't, I don't think it's going to be good. No, it's not good. I mean, it's good that people are asking questions, but yeah. Are they asking I, the right I, questions? No, I don't think they are. But one thing we can all agree on is that the owners of these teams definitely make a killing. I mean, they make yep. buku bucks. And the NFL, I mean, when you look at it compared to like the NBA or the NHL, they pay their pay they pay their players less. Yep. That was one thing that surprised me when I looked at the data for how much an NFL player makes um compared to an NH an NHL player, which I would bet anything the NFL brings in more money than the NHL. Oh, oh, I yeah. would bet anything. Oh, yeah. But the fact that the NHL plays their uh, pays their players more, like that, like okay, I could see how an NFL player would be frustrated. Yeah, I mean, even though they are still making good money, I could see why they'd be frustrated because I... it's it's all relative at that point, and a lot of people, you know, like to shame athletes. Well, you're you're getting paid to play a game, but it's like you know, honestly, I don't want that life. I would not want to be a nope. professional football player. Um, I, I would not want to be at practice, be at training, being told what I can and cannot eat. You know, um, not having, not being able to have that freedom. Around, yeah. yeah, it would take all the fun out of it. I, I don't want it. You know, those guys are built for it. Go for it, but yep. not me. And most of these guys that you see have been playing sports since they were like five. Right. You know, and um, we actually had a guy, um, Kyle, Kyle Manuel, uh, Man- Manuel however he says his last name, played for the San Diego Chargers, graduated Skyler High School. Um, and he played four years for the Chargers, and he actually ended up retiring early. I mean, you, I, he, he played a defensive end, I believe, and linebacker, one of the two. Um, I wasn't a big fan. I just knew him because um, he was from around here. I knew of him, I guess. But um, in his interview, when he, when he decided he was going to retire, like he said, he goes, the injuries were just getting too much. And I, I guess it kind of makes sense. But, like, when you think of, like, when a, when a player gets fined, it's like, oh, $50,000 fine. I'm like, dude, that's not even my one. That's not even a year's salary for me. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. And that's just fine. But, yeah, it's because they can. Yeah, and it's because they make so much freaking money. What if we started paying college athletes, not college athletes, excuse me, professional athletes, 100000 a year? 
Yeah, you're talking, that's what they used to pay. I mean, they used to pay them a much more fair wage. I mean, when you look at like a lot of the big uh, baseball players, you know, back in back in the day, you're talking like 30s, 40s, you know, yeah, around, the, around and... yeah, the World War II. You know, um, most of those guys really didn't make, they didn't make millions. They made a very um, normal wage, like comparable to what you and me probably make a year. And a lot of them did work other jobs. Yep. And, you know, a lot of them lived on the block or they lived in the apartment complex. And, you know, you could go knock on their door. Hey, what's up, man? Now, you know, these guys make enough where they live in gated communities. You know, you're, yep. yeah, you're kind of hard pressed to go find them and track them down. Yeah, if you can at that point. I right. Mean, but, but you still got those people that are humble. I mean. Sure. So, I mean, what you're kind of talking about, though, is um, we need to cap the pay. Yeah, yeah. They're now. Needs- now you're you're kind of treading on dangerous territory because I know you're not a socialist. No, but, not at but all. This is this kind of, this is kind of treading into you know a socialist mindset that these guys are getting paid way too much, but uh, it, we need we need to stop that and pay them you know just enough where they can live on. I'm not saying I'm not saying that 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 they get paid too much. I'm just saying that if they if they took a little bit of time and maybe decreased their wages a little bit, then. It would it would make them work harder for what they have, and you wouldn't have all these issues. Yeah, I mean these hot headed individuals and and thing, and people would work harder. Well, honestly, it's one of those things where if they tried implementing it now, it would be such a mess, and I don't think it. I don't think you, you could even get back to it. It was one of those things they should have never. They should have never started paying these guys millions of dollars if they didn't want it to get to this point. Well, they, what they need to do is, is is do it like golf, right? And pay them a cap salary to a certain to a certain extent, and then. They have to go out there and get their own endorsements if they want to make more money. Sure. And I think that that in its in itself, you would really see. Just like see. Michael Jordan. Michael yeah. Jordan made a bunch. He, he made money in the NBA, but most of his money today comes from the endorsements. Yep, exactly. And yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. The But again, you are telling you're basically making it. So a business, which is the NFL or the NBA or the MLB, they have to abide by this rule. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah, yeah. I, I guess, I, yeah, you got a point. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, and you start doing that, then that's opening up another can of worms. What I'm trying to get back to is, listen, we haven't gotten in this mess with college athletes yet. Why do we want to go down this road to where we're having this conversation, you know, 40 years from now? About college athletes. About college athletes. When they're talking about maybe, paying maybe, at yeah. high school athletes, yeah. Maybe we should, you know, only cap their pay to $10,000 a year. You know, it's like, we haven't gotten there. Let's just not go down Yeah, that exactly. Road. Let's just not even start. Let's not even start. Because now we're talking about this with uh, professional, you know, whatever the owners are willing to pay them, I yeah. mean, is, that's up to them. Some people think it should be more. Could they afford to do more? Most More than likely. We start paying them 100000 you know, and we cap them at that. Well, the owners are still getting really rich and people are going to want to know why, you know, yeah. what are they doing with all that money? <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, there's no, there's no easy way how to do this. No, it's just, I wanted to, I wanted your opinion on it because I've asked a couple people and everybody's response is different, which is actually the interesting part about this. Yes. Because everybody has their own, like their own take on, on, on how it could be good, how it could be bad. Sure. And, uh, especially with, with, with what happened Thursday night, it kind of made me really think about it. And I'm like, man. These guys are making that much money and they're making fools of themselves. Yeah, like, why not? You know, you could, you could throw a billion dollars at me. I'm, I'm still a creature. I'm, st- I'm still a human we, being. Yeah, you know? we still got that, 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 that savage instinct. Yes, I'm still gonna fart in the studio. It's just, yeah, it's, it, it's it gonna is happen. What it is, exactly. Yeah, no matter how much money you throw at me, and. 
But yeah, people have their opinions. Some people have very strong opinions about the subject. Yeah. And they think they're very right. But it's like sometimes we just need to look, you know, we, we need to look five steps ahead and see where yep. this is going. And honestly, paying college athletes, I don't see it going anywhere good. Nope. And honestly, it could it could ruin it could ruin the future of the NFL too. Sure. It, it could ruin the future of just college sports yeah. and the NFL. Yeah, sure. It has any any professional effect. sports for that matter. Yeah, right now the NFL really depends. I mean, they kind of co-op with the college program with the NCAA to, to find their talent. And, yep. you know, it, the NFL is the end goal. It's the payday. It's the one that the coaches can, you know, tell the players, look, if you keep working hard, you keep on the grind, you're going to end up there. Yep. You're going to end up getting the big paydays. You're going to end up, you know, get getting all the girls, whatever. Well, yeah, whatever your dreams are, you can exactly. make it happen, but that's where you got to go. Can you do that if you're paying these guys $1,200 a month or whatever, you know, paying them a low? Sure, you could still do that. But, but are like, they going to be as motivated? I mean... It's just, it's going to depend from an individual. I mean, $1,200 really isn't that much. It's something, but it's not that much. But it's yeah. like, why why go down this road? Because then what's to say some guy's not going to push for more? Yeah. And more and more. Or call it like 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 we said earlier, colleges are going to start competing. Exactly. They're going to start fork, forking Colleges out. already do sketchy shit well, under, under the table. Yeah, yeah. To get and, recruits. And the thing is, is the crazy part is, is like we look at, and, and we're, we're going to step away from college for a minute here, but when you start looking at the public school system, Mm-hmm. it's one of the most like they pull funding from school all the time from education which is probably the last place they should be pulling any funding from no nah, so, I, I disagree so if you uh if colleges start start for- forking out more money for for better athletes they're gonna lose something somewhere because that money because there's not because well i'm not saying they're not gonna make that money back but that initial agreement they're gonna they're, that money they're gonna start pulling money from the classroom yeah hey you know what what are you trying to convince me now because i'm all for that <laughs> i'm all for those classrooms getting shut the fuck down honestly um <laughs> but but no i see what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah you start focusing too much on athletics then yeah you are pulling, you're gonna start losing your class you're yeah, gonna start losing the what the importance of of the classroom you start losing focus on other parts of life yep. sports are awesome they're a great stress relief they are great entertainment but sports are not life, not no. for everybody, and they are not the one thing that we need to be focused on all the time. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's definitely been 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 a been a, to- a hot topic going into going into all this. So let's talk about let's talk a little bit about Nebraska's uh, Nebraska's game today against Wisconsin. Did you happen to catch it? I did not. I only got the final score off Google. So I caught the third quarter for the most part before I went to work, and. Honestly, it's probably I didn't watch the last two Husker games to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but Adrian Martinez com- this week compared to how I've seen him play the beginning of the season, he definitely was throwing a lot better. But I'm but I'm curious as to what changed because he was more on target with his passes. He was leading his receivers, which was something he was struggling with in the very beginning. And I saw I saw that really really good today. At least what I saw of the game. So for all you guys watching this that are Husker fans, sorry, that's what I caught. You guys can get my opinion about today's game. But mm-hmm. Wisconsin's a good team. Wisconsin's freaking awesome. Uh, there's a lot of people right now that are saying that Scott Frost can't do it, and I don't agree with it's that. It's only year two. Um, they want to go back to uh, the '90s. The '90s. Who was the coach in the '90s? Tom Osborne. They want they want the the Nebraska team that Tom Osborne had. Yep. 
And unfortunately, it's not going to happen in two years. Everybody's saying because they just extended Scott Frost's contract for another two years through 2026. Which I think was the right move. I do too. And I think uh, Bill Moose made a good decision with that. And Scott Frost will definitely get us there. But we need, as Husker fans, and to be honest with you guys, I've, I wasn't a Husker fan until probably like two years ago. I've been an Arizona State fan my whole life. Um, I still cheer for the Sun Devils. But... Um, Having watched the Huskers uh, under Mike Riley and then turn and then seeing the the improvement that Scott Frost has made, I think our recruiting is going to get better, yep. especially going into the next couple of years. Um, but I think Scott Frost has it in his. He's going to make it happen. Well, and, dude, if there's anybody that can, it will be him. And Tom Osborne said that. Right. He said in in there was there was an interview I read. Um, it's put out by the Lincoln Journal Star, I believe where they interviewed Tom Osborne about Scott Frost. And Tom Osborne himself said, if Scott Frost can't do it, nobody can. And he's right. And I think the reason that we have so much faith in Scott Frost is because of his love for the team. Yep. And the fact that when he played for the Huskers, they had they were a great team. That was the last national championship that we won. Yep, ninety seven, I believe. He beat Peyton Manning, and that so that should tell you something. Well, yeah, and that, that's the point. You got to give the guy more than two years, and a lot of fans understand that. But you know, a lot of Nebraska fans are just entitled fucks. They don't know much about the game. All they do know, I mean, they don't know anything about recruiting, what goes on. Yep. But yeah, Scott Frost is not just a guy that came in here like like Mike Riley out of state with no con- with no connection to the state. Yeah. And uh, you know, Scott Frost, he was born and raised in Nebraska. He played for Nebraska. He's not here just dicking around. He's no, not he's here, just he's here co- because he loves. He's not Nebraska. Just, exactly. He's not. He's not just here just to collect. Um, uh, you know, a, 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 a big payday. Even though he is getting paid very handsomely, but he he does like. This is his home. Yep. So, yeah, I, I think he will turn the team around. I don't know if it's going to be a national championship team. That's the hope. I at hope least not is. At least not anytime soon. No, not, not you know, you got to give it five years, five to ten years yep. at least. And But it's going to happen, and it's... But, and, but again, who knows if it's going to be a national championship team, but I do think the team will improve. Oh, yeah, and um, I think Adrian Martinez... Hopefully next year will come out a lot stronger than he did this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he started. He looked when I watched game one. I didn't see the Martinez that I saw the prior the previous year. He wasn't as mobile in the start. He he is. It was almost like he was afraid to run the ball. The kid has heart though. Oh, exactly. You His, can tell he has heart in for the game, yeah. and I think that he just needs. I think the one thing that I I and I don't know Adrian Martinez personally. I wish I, I would hell. I wish I could get him in here to sit down and talk to him. Yes, I really do. But I feel like maybe he doesn't come out as confident in the beginning of the season. Well, here's the thing. You could be the most talented quarterback in the world, but if you don't have a good line blocking for you, there's only so much scrambling you're going to be able well, to Well, and do. that was that was definitely a huge improvement that I saw today until they got sacked for like 20 yards. Th- those things kill you. You but need to have a strong he had, line. Like, the, he, he was able to... The line created time. He was able to scramble outside the pocket and make plays. Mm-hmm. And when you watch the in a, and I'm going to go back to the NFL for a minute. When you watch old cube, when you watch older quarterbacks in the NFL, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, um, Aaron Rodgers, they're not scrambling quarterbacks. No, they can create time in the pocket, but they're not like Baker Mayfield. They're not like Cam Newton. They're not like 
all these young guys, Deshaun Watson, who's going to run the ball. Mm-hmm. That's that that that's a new thing that's come out from college ball probably in the last 10 years is scrambling quarterbacks. And, I mean, I guess it was always there, but not to the extent it is now. Now so, I mean, it's like, definitely a very big thing that the people look for. Exactly. Because, I mean, there's, there's several plays that Nebraska will run where it's designed for Adrian Martinez to just take the ball and go. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, so when you start comparing that, just the whole mechanics of football – on the college levels change, which is which is transforming the NFL from what it used to be mm-hmm. to what it is now. And so now you have to have these linemen that can create time, that can create space. Because if he's got to roll out and run, mm-hmm. he's got to be able to get out. Mm-hmm. And that's, know? that's the other thing, man. Being an, an offensive lineman is one of the toughest positions to be in in football, and it's the least glorious. It, it, it everybody I, knows when you're fucking up because when you're fucking up as an O lineman, your quarterback's getting you know he's getting he's getting sacked, hit. he's yep. getting he's getting beat the fuck up, and everybody notices it. Yep. Or everybody notices it when you when you get called on a holding call. Yep. Which it happens so much because that's your instinct. Your instinct is to fucking grab on. You know. And yeah. You don't you don't want to lose them. Yeah. You don't want to just keep you know hitting you know hitting them with your palms. You know. But being a, an an offensive lineman is a very tough position to be in. And it's very, a lot of those guys, um, they do get paid very well in the NFL, but a lot of them, they just don't get the recognition that I think they deserve. Yeah, absolutely. And it's up to the quarterback. A lot of quarterbacks, you know, how you treat your O-line um, off the field is a, is a big determining factor, Yep. in my opinion. Yep. I, I 100% agree with you. Um, and honestly, I think probably one of the most, most difficult positions in the entire freaking team is center. Oh yeah, playing you, center's got to be the most difficult position. First of all, you got the quarterback's hands up your ass, and then you got you got to snap the ball, and then you know you got to you got to try and catch this, that yeah with this big fucker that's in front of you that's trying to get past you. And yeah, it's gonna hit you. Yeah, it's a very tough position. I hated being center. Like I was center like when I played um, midget football. That's what yeah. we call it here, not pee wee football. Some of you in the country call it, um, around the country call it that. But yeah, that that was a shitty. I hated that position so much, and I, I couldn't do it, man. Yeah. Like, why does the quarterback have to stick his hands up my ass? Fuck that shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, dude, you're 100 percent correct. It's. <laughs> Can we just do shotgun? Yeah, like yeah, let's just shotgun the whole time. <laughs> right. But it. But even I mean, the concentration it takes to to snap the ball in in, in shotgun. Oh like, yeah. And not you. You see it fucked up all the and time. And that and that was and that was probably the first like what the one of the things that the Huskers struggled with. You know, starting of the season was, um, was his name, Jurgens Jorgens? Sounds familiar. I think he was a starting. He's a freshman, mm-hmm. a redshirt fresh or a, what is that? A redshirt freshman, right? True like freshman, that. some True shit like freshman, that. Yeah, yeah. As a center, and all his, when they were in the shotgun, all his snaps were high. But I mean, that's just something that comes with practice. Yeah. But I mean. It, you know, it, it's just you can't. They don't get the recognition, like you said. Well, exactly, and, and, see, and they and they probably work the hardest. And you see, that brings up another point. A lot of those big um, names that colleges have been able to, you know, sell merchandise on are your running backs, your quarterbacks. You know, so are they going to pay the the O linemen? You know, the same amount or more? You know, because in the NFL, the the guards get paid very well to guard the quarterback. You know, but. You're not making as much money. You're not selling jerseys with those guys' names. No, you're not. And so, you know, this is just, again, this is opening up another can of worms. You know, are you going to pay these guys the same amount you're paying your quarterback or more so? Yeah. um, It's... Even though nobody knows who the fuck they are, really. Yeah, you're right. I mean, (laughs) they're just the guys protecting the ball, you know? No, they're they're protecting the quarterback, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, so, but yeah, we're just, we're a culture of opening up a can of worms. Yep. And to get away from sports a little bit, another can of worms that's being opened, you and me were talking about this. This is big news right now. Sandy Hook uh, Supreme Court situation. Yes, yes. Um, absolutely, man. You guys have probably heard of it. Yeah. Um, if, you guys, if you guys haven't heard, the Supreme Court passed a bill stating that uh, victims of the Sandy Hook could sue Remington Arms for um, the loss of loved ones during Sandy Hook. Because I guess Remington, um, that was the AR-15 that was used. He didn't use an AR-15. That's right. No, he used pistols. He's... Oh, so Remington, the Remington pistols, that's the brand that he was using. Well, it was said that the pistols weren't actually Remington. He had a Remington rifle in the car that wasn't even used. Right. So why Remington is being sued? Now, that's just speculation. I can't confirm nor deny that. Definitely don't ask Alex Jones about it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Um, But where do we draw the line with that? Oh, well, exactly. I mean... You're you're gonna. I mean, obviously, Sandy Hook was was a, a tragedy. God, god yes. awful incident. Fucking just horrible. And, I, wouldn't, and I wouldn't wish that on nobody. It's a parent's worst nightmare. I mean, honestly, that's a society's worst nightmare. Yep. I mean, that, that's fucking terrible. Yep. And it should not be taken lightly. However, I understand. You know, we're we're angry. We're very angry. And you know, those parents that are sad, their life has changed forever. But yeah, just to make people feel better. I mean, you're gonna sue this this big firearms company because you're angry and you need somebody to blame. Yeah, exactly. It's all it's it's a blame game, is what it is. Well, exactly, and it doesn't make sense. It's not gonna bring any of these kids back. It's not gonna make but, anything right. And and again, what other products? I mean, are we are we gonna sue Jack Daniels every time you know a, a, a drunk driver kills one of our loved ones? I don't think anybody. I, I mean, I think most of us have known somebody who's been in an accident, if not killed, due to a drunk driver. Yep. I know I have. I lost a friend. Yeah, in a drunk I, driving accident. Exactly, most of us have lost families. I know. I, I can think of a few people. Yep. And it, it is terrible, but you know what? That's not Jack Daniel's fucking fault. I hold that on the driver yep. and the driver alone. Yep. You hold you, and that and that's as a society, and just human nature in general. We always look for that scapegoat. We always look for that person to blame. Yes. And sometimes it's not about finding the person to blame, or or I take it back. It's about finding the right person to blame. And it's the person committing the act. It's the perpetrator. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it comes down to the, to people, we, we are, we are, as a generation, we have influences in our lives that, that we, that they didn't have 50 years ago. Mm. And I'll give you a good one. Grand Theft Auto. I love Grand Theft Auto and we mentioned this before in a podcast, but it's not a good role model and it's not a good influence on young children. And, you know, even there, there, there's, there's, I mean, you look on Netflix now, how many documentaries are there about serial killers, about murders? Oh, there's, and there's a lot. You, my dad used to say this and I never, I never really thought about this till probably about two, three years ago. Every time that, that there's a murder on a TV show or there's a terrorist attack in a movie, all they're doing is giving people ideas. They're they're at least glorifying it for sure. Yeah, for entertainment. And so, at the end of the day, we know emotions can overcome, like can overcome us pretty well. I mean, there's been days Absolutely. at work I've been frustrated. We have a coworker yeah. who likes to throw things. Mike, I love you, but stop throwing shit. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, sometimes it gets the better of us. And I'm not saying that justifies what happened by any means, but. We need to make sure that as family members and as friends, we're there for those people when when hardships happen. 
Because if they just had that one person to talk to, it could change the entire outcome of everything. You know, the, the whole point is, is that, you know, you, you can't blame influence. You can't blame Grand Theft Auto. You can't blame the, 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 the serial killer documentaries. You can't blame any of these things for what people want to do. I mean, we, we can talk about it as being an influence for sure. And that conversation it, is important to have. However, this is capitalism. This is, and you know, me at heart, I'm a capital, I'm an American I'm a capitalist, but this is the ugly side of it. This yep. is the side that um, people will use to, you know, throw it in your face. And so when you start, when you start talking like that, you come off a little hypocritical and you got to be careful of that. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it, are these killings going to stop if we just rip Grand Theft Auto? No, no. No, 100%. No. Because when somebody get there, when, when somebody's determined to do something, you're going to do it. And the thing is, is, is this is how it goes. When somebody is determined to, to hurt somebody, it doesn't matter by what means they do it. Right. They're going to find a way to do it. Right. And I also want to throw this out there. I want to send our condolences out to the victims of the shooting this past week as well. The high school? Yes. Um, we, we feel very, very sad and very deeply for all of you that are dealing with that at this point. Honestly, I, I hadn't really studied up on it. I heard that there was one dead and uh, many that were critically injured. Yep. And, um, but again, it's not going to help to sue the firearm company. No, what's going to help. And we discussed this in our gun control episode, which if you want to go and listen to that, we discussed this topic at, uh, kind of at length in that episode, but educating yourselves is what's going to change that no. self-education. It, it's, and it's, and it's not going to change the fact that they're going to do it. It's going to help you be better prepared for those situations. Now, should we be, should we have to feel like we have to prepare for those situations? Not necessarily. But, but we don't live in a perfect world. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when we're looking to throw that blame on somebody, the blame goes to the person who c committed the act. No, absolutely. Every single time. I mean, I mean, we didn't blame American, American, American airlines for crashing planes in the World Trade Center, did we? No, the terrorists. Maybe we should. But that's what I'm saying. Where do we draw the line? If, if uh, American airlines didn't have planes, those terrorists wouldn't have been able to do that no you're right it would have been united or delta or freaking southwest well then we need to start going after all of them that's what i'm saying where do we draw the line at we're gonna draw the line wherever i feel like we should are, are we line. gonna are we gonna sue ford every time somebody drives a mustang into a crowd no i'm thinking about you know uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about suing Smirnoff, you know for the the death of a loved one due to a drunk driver that yeah and, and i mean yeah because somebody needs to suffer because i'm suffering and that that's, that that's the whole mindset with yep. all of this. Somebody needs to suffer because I'm suffering. You know, um yeah, you can't convince. I've had people throw some very strong, I shouldn't say strong, but they've thrown some very emotionally strong arguments my way. Yeah. When it comes to um, you know, like mass shootings and stuff, none of it flies. I just when when I put it two and two together, it doesn't make any sense to me. And like I said, opening up cans of worms, yep. something that's going on big time today. We need to draw the fucking line somewhere, whether it's paying athletes or suing gun companies. No. Yep. Well. We need we need to stop trying to open these cans of worms because the problem is once they're open, there's no recovering from that right. at all. And, you know, to, to, to add on to another can of worms, the social justice can of worms, that's been a big one, too. Yep. It's getting fucking ridiculous to the point where it's it's turning on itself. We're seeing that, you know, in yep. little yeah, exactly. Uh, we're seeing that in very um, small corners, but you know, obviously the transgender athletes deal. Yeah, you know, we're going to talk about that. 
you know, yep. on its own in another sub in another podcast because that's something that's definitely worth talking about. Absolutely. But um, yeah, it's just it's a can of worms. People just keep wanting to push in the line. You know, they just want to push the line, push the line, push the line. Yep. And you know, they come up with their reasons why they should push the line, why you know we should give in to eventually, that. Eventually, what's going to happen is that line's going to reach a cliff. Oh yeah, it it, it all good. Nobody ends up winning. No. When there's no. When there's no set standard, nobody ends up winning. Nope. And unfortunately, the these people that are advocating for change, you're going to get change all right. Oh, yeah. But it's, it, it's, it not might... gonna, it's not going to look anything like they want it to. Exactly. Not for very long, at least. No. And, uh, yeah. So. Now, yeah. You've heard me talk about, you know, the whole socialist mindset and stuff. And honestly, I don't know a whole lot about what socialism is. I'd love to do a podcast about it. That's coming your way. Mm-hmm. But, it, um I want to do a whole podcast about socialism, about capitalism. But yeah, right now, a lot of the stuff that we're seeing is an ugly part of capitalism. Yep. Because as a big company, as a big corporation, you know, um, if, if you're the NFL, you you have to listen to what some of the public says and you have to give into it a little bit. Yep. What else was going on in the NFL, you know, last year and a little bit the year before? Uh, was the kneeling. The, the kneeling, The exactly. kneeling during the national anthem. And, you know, uh, people had very strong opinions about well, that. Well, college, college students were doing it too. Exactly. And then you had, um, uh, what was that, the U.S. women's soccer team. Uh, there was one person doing it yep. there. I mean, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, some people had very strong. You probably have your opinion on it. Honestly, I I don't care too much so, about so things like that. People ask me about that too because I still watch football. And it's like I told them, I said, I wear the uniform to give them the right to do that. How they choose to use their rights is up to them. Right. I can't tell them how to live their life. It's definitely not something I encourage. And I don't. No, not at all. And I don't agree with it. But honestly, I'm not going to throw a fucking fit about it. My best friend in high school never put his hand over his heart for the Pledge of Allegiance. Ever. So you have to know where to draw that line. Exactly. And it, like I said, it, it, yeah, did it bother me? Yeah, a little bit. Sure. But was it, was it worth me getting angry about it? Not necessarily. No, no. Uh, personal responsibility for your emotions is one thing that I think definitely needs to be a message spread. Yep. I mean, it should be a message spread yep. because that's something that a lot of people forget. They think that, you know, they use things like microaggressions. They use well, things like. And I think a big part of the uh, the kneeling too was, in, um, as you know, it kind of ruined Col- uh, Colin Kaepernick's career. Not that he was playing very well when it happened, but. Um, Some people theorize that's why he started doing it. <laughs> um, the thing is, is I feel like he had a good platform. He just picked the wrong, like he had a good, not not platform, but he had a good message, but picked the wrong platform to do it. Absolutely. And, and that then, was know, just a you know terrible what? decision on his part. But you know what? He came out ahead because as far as I know, he's still endorsed by Nike, isn't he? Yep. And still actually, he's, actually, did you see the latest report? Mm-hmm. He's meeting with 24 teams on a practice. Yeah. So I mean, so, I mean like, he, he he came out ahead. I don't agree with, you know, how he went about it, but you know, I'm not real educated on what he was um on what he was trying to accomplish there, but you know, it's just it's a can of worms because yep. what's the next cause that's going to be um, What's the next can of worms that we're going to that we're going to try and the, open the, up? That the NFL's going to allow. Yep. And the NFL's going to, you know, cuz I the NFL, I remember they had a very strange response to it. It was kind of it was kind of like, well, you know, we well, there there was a an incident with with Pittsburgh actually, so they had a discussion in the locker room, and I listened. Mike Tomlin did a press conference after the fact because if you don't, I don't know if you know who Alejandro Villanueva is. No. So he's 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 a lineman for the Steelers. He's at he was actually an Army Ranger, got drafted by the Steelers and plays for the Steelers now. Well, 
they had a discussion in the locker room because half the team wanted to kneel, half the team didn't. And they decided that as a team, instead of just instead of subjecting themselves to that, they stayed in the tunnel during the national anthem. Mm-mm. Well, Villanueva, being ex-military, ran out there, put his hand on his heart. And oh yeah, I saw that post. A lot of people okay. thought that that was very I don't want to say like immature, but it was a very wrong, very bad decision by the Steelers to do that. Yeah. But like Vill- but Villanueva said he did it because he has a love for the country and he has a love for that flag because he wore the uniform. I and and I told people as a Pittsburgh fan, that whole situation did not bother me. Because they literally took a horrible situation and remove themselves from it. Yes, but to avoid the controversy. Yes, but obviously you got a lot of people out there who, you know, very strong opinions and a lot of that, you know, unfortunately comes from the right, which yep. which we tend to, to lean more towards, but that was something that I disagreed with a lot of people on the right about. It's like, you know, listen, I don't like what they're doing. I, I don't like any disrespect, especially when it comes to, you know, like when the, the flag and you know what like people who have died for it. I don't I don't appreciate that. However, can't force that. You can't yeah, force exactly. that, you, that respect on any, anybody. Yeah, else you can't force somebody to, to w- without violence to you know? live to live to your expectations. Yeah, especially without using so. violence. Now, you've seen those videos where like bikers will like uh, go and uh, basically rip the flag out of you know like an Antifa member's hands who's trying to burn it. I think those videos are fucking great. I do too. I think they're awesome. I would probably I would probably do it. I'm not even gonna lie. If you guys don't, if you, you guys obviously can't see this in the studio, but I actually have a flag there, and mm. I actually have a flag on the back of my door. Right, and that is your. That's your fucking, that's your right. Yep. And you know what? I, I support that. But yeah, so like, again, I don't appreciate anybody um, disrespecting the country, you know, my home, especially, you know, the a, a symbol that um, many have died for. However, I can't force that. I can't force them to respect it. Yeah. So just a quick story. The flag on the back of the door, it's not a, it's not a full size flag. I actually brought that flag back for me. Uh, back with me from the Virgin Islands back in 2017. Uh, my unit mowed down there for about 40 days for hurricane relief. So after uh, Hurricane Maria and Irma hit the Virgin Islands, I went down there and I actually found that under a pile of debris in a classroom while I was cleaning a school. And the person, the civilian that was running the um, operation for FEMA there told me to just throw it away. And I couldn't bring myself to do it. So that's why that flag hangs on the back of my door. And now you got a flag, the story. So, Josh, I think we're I think we're gonna end it on that one, man. I mean, yeah, it's time to wrap this one up. Yeah, I mean, we could definitely jump down a couple, you know, a few more rabbit holes and and really kind of bounce all over the place. But um, for those of you guys that are watching, if you guys like the episode, hit subscribe. Um, we really want to hear what you guys have to say. Um, we covered a lot, a lot of different stuff in this episode. We kind of bounced around a little bit. Uh, kind of giving you guys a better idea of how our normal conversations go when we're not, you know, trying to feed you guys information about one thing. But um, we're kind of interested. What do you guys think about uh, paying college athletes to play sports? Um, you guys for it? You guys against it? We'd be interested to find out. Let us know. And if you want to be on the podcast, let us know. Yeah. Other than that, you guys have a great holiday. Yeah, good Black Friday. Stay safe on Black Friday. Yes. Uh, do not drink and drive. There is Uber. I'm sure a friend will come pick you up. But if you do, go ahead and sue Jack Daniels. Yeah, because that's what we're doing now. That's right. <laughs>